Good evening, everybody. It's Dr. G, and you're listening to Spirit Tales and Magic, where we always say there is indeed a world unseen, a world that exists all around us all the time. And every now and then, for whatever reason, we catch a glimpse of it and the dead get in. It's Christmas, so if you are, one of those people that says Merry Christmas, then Merry Christmas to you. Whatever you say during the holidays, back at you. We hope that your day is spectacular. Make it so. We were going to do a recap of the year, but I'm going to hold off until around New Year's to do that. I've had a couple of bouts of AFib today, so kind of in a guarded little place at the moment and again we're not in the studio so you're going to hear noises and things that i am not in control of uh, we have about 1600 folks running around here so anything can happen and probably could we're going to talk today for a little bit about the thing that lives under the bed as a reference, of course, we all have had make believe things in our life. It starts when you're little. The obvious one, Santa Claus. Then there's the tooth fairy, right? That mythical creature who takes your teeth and leaves you money. And then if you grew up like I did, you eventually hear about the boogeyman. This guy lurks in the background of gritty black and white photos. He's gaunt, a little too tall. He has some skeletal limbs, and some say he lives in the woods and eats children. Kind of demon descended from Eastern European myth. Some say he stalks human prey indiscriminately, wherever he can find it, in basements, outside of half-open windows, along lonely streets late at night, or the occasional headlights that cut across the road in the middle of nowhere. Some say he has no face. That his face looks different to everyone who sees it. But whatever they say, everyone generally agrees on one point. The Slender Man perhaps the internet's best and scariest legend, is indeed a legend, an invented character who can be traced back quite literally to an obscure forum where in 2009, users photoshopped old pictures and improvised a backstory for their creation. Tragically and chillingly, two 12-year-old girls in Wisconsin seem to have missed all that. On Saturday, according to local news reports, a few years ago, the girls lured a friend into the woods and stabbed her 19 times. In some kind of a tribute, if you will, to the Slender Man. The girl they stabbed was hospitalized in stable condition, and the perpetrators, well, they got tried as adults. 
Many people do not believe the Slender Man is real, one of the girls said. According to the criminal complaint, we wanted to pr prove all the skeptics wrong. The invention of a mythological monster. In the myth, the Slender Man has many origins. Germany's Black Forest, ancient Egypt, cave paintings in Brazil purportedly depict his movements. And it is interesting that several people I've interviewed in several different stories in just about everywhere I've ever been, and even in our own story that's written by my daughter that you can see on the, you can hear on the podcast, the man, the man kind of was described to look like the Slender Man way before the Slender Man ever existed. In real life, the story begins in a forum of something awful. It's a humor site for people who enjoy joking about things like, I don't know, Dungeons and Dragons, porn, 3D printers. But the forum can take trickier turns. They're well known for photoshopping and general prankery. So on June 8th, around 2009, a new forum thread invited users to create paranormal images through Photoshop, which many users did. But the creation of one user, Victor Surge, stuck in people's minds. It struck a particular chord with almost everyone. He posted two photos of children haunted by a tall, shadowy figure with tentacles for arms, along with blocks of ominous texts. We didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us all at the same time. 1983, photographer unknown, presumed dead. And when we talk about your memory, and we talk about the mind, almost any parapsychologist worth his weight and salt will tell you that your mind remembers things the way it wants them to be, not necessarily the way they actually happened. Now, keep that in the back of your mind and also know that the KGB did a study about false information, which says that if I feed you false information long enough, when the time comes that I tell you it's true, you're not going to believe it anyway. Now, search back through history to the Fox sisters, Anna Eva Fay, Arthur Conan Doyle, all the folks that were involved in the spiritualist movement, almost everybody in the beginning of that song and dance recanted and said, hey, guess what? We made it all up. Did that stop it? No, it just made it stronger. For weeks, old Serge continued posting doctored photos, newspaper clippings, and children's drawings of the Slender Man. Gradually, pulling all other users into the myth, they contributed their own photoshops and stories, drawing parallels to 
older legends and nudging the story along. By mid-June, the thread was solely devoted to developing the mythos of the Slender Man, which now runs right around 194 pages, if I'm not mistaken. Slender Man was developed collaboratively by a community of anonymous contributors. That mythos is spotty and varied, much like a more organic urban legend would be. In some stories, Slender Man has multiple arms, like tentacles, and some he has no appendages at all. Sometimes he seems to kill his victims themselves in a vague, mysterious way, and faux news stories and police reports never seem to specify before disemboweling them and hanging their organs. Other times, Slender Man somehow compels his victims to kill each other. A partially confusing plot, wouldn't you say? But it is particularly grim plotline. And given that attack in Wisconsin, it can't go without saying it bears some weight. In one of the faux news stories, a horse farmer named Ted Anderson shoots his wife in the chest at the Slender Man's behest. The, only explaining the crime to his psychiatrist as a mental institution three years later makes him a permanent resident. When something like this, Ted ran inside, got gun, got gun. Tracy crying, Judy screaming, ran to them. He had them. He was holding them. Doctor says, who was holding them? What's he say? That skinny fella. Looking at me. Judy screaming, shoot me, shoot me, shoot me. Now, that's a made-up story. So how does a horror story become a legend? In part, it's the vagueness. It's the infamous mutability, the fuzzy details, the ability to adapt Slender Man or insert your favorite monster to just about any time or place. It's a large part of what pushed the story off the something awful form and into internet mainstream. Slender Man gradually spread into other niche forums like 4chan's Paranormal Board. From there, I believe it inspired a popular web series called Marble Hornets, several indie video games. By 2011, the legend had become so deeply embedded in the web and so divorced from its blatantly fictional origins that even its original creator couldn't believe how it had spread. He's quoted as saying, I didn't expect it to move beyond the SA forums. An urban legend requires an audience, ignorant to the origin of the legend. It needs unverifiable third and fourth sick hand or more accounts to perpetrate the myth. On the internet, anyone is privy to its origins as evidenced by the very public something awful thread. 
But what is funny is that despite all this, it still spread. Internet memes are finicky things. By making something the right place at the right time, it can almost immediately swell into an urban legend. I think it was that same year the Minneapolis Star reported an entire feature on the internet-concocted creature scaring today's teens silly. Two years had passed at that time since Serge invented the Slender Man. Serge is Mr. Newton. It's the, it's the same guy. And its origins were already difficult to pinpoint. A lot of people pass it off by saying the internet is just full of wicked things. That obscurity, of course, responsible in part for the Slender Man's scariness. It appears to eliminate the fourth wall entirely, making Slender Man less a ghost story and more of a plausible entity. The further myth, it gets away from its origins. And the longer a myth stays away from its origins, the easier it is to sift out the truth from fiction. Remember the Blair Witch Project? Some of the same techniques. Oh, and let's not forget about the Boogeyman, because he's still out there. I haven't heard anyone mention that really in a long time, but when I was young, if you are the generation that grew up when I did, and I'll give you a time marker for that. I graduated high school in 1978. So if you are amongst those folks or that generation, somebody said, boogeyman, you know exactly what they were talking about. Psychologically speaking, we, we tell ourselves stories because we, as, as humans, are storytelling animals. That's how man started out. There was a fire in a cave. And that's where you learned of not only things like don't hunt here, don't drink this water, it's not safe. But there were stories told. Remember the game that you may or may not have played in kindergarten where you all sit in a circle and the teacher tells you to say what's on the paper in the ear of the person to your right. And by the time it gets all the way back to you, it has little or nothing to do with what you started. For whatever reason, Slender Man doesn't seem to have resonated particularly among teenagers perhaps that demographic is most susceptible to scary stories or perhaps they're in the people frequenting sites like creepypasta and different sites of that nature creepypasta is for his part released a statement early one morning getting its condolences to the wisconsin incident and Reminding the critics that the site exists to share scary fiction stories, not to encourage any actual real-life scares. But according to the girls in Wisconsin, at least according to the statements they made to the police, they truly believe the Slender Man was real. 
He teleported and read their minds, they claimed. He watched them, and he threatened to kill their families if they didn't do as he asked. They hoped their friend would die. They would see Slender and know he existed. But my friend, Slender doesn't exist. At least not outside of YouTube videos, wiki pages, and horror forums that have grown up around him. Police chief in the town where this all happened, I believe his name was Russell Jack, if I'm not mistaken. So the internet can be full of dark and wicked things. Long before the internet, we spread those stories. There are Brazilian cave paintings that picture a person or an entity, if you will, not unlike the Slender Man. Egyptian hieroglyphs and German woodcuts. Both picture something like that description. Cassandra and I were in some of those places that we're not supposed to be. This particular one being the Library of Congress, that's a story within itself. There was an old journal. The date is 1702. My child, my Lars, he's gone. Taken from his bed. The only thing we found was a scrap of black clothing. It feels like cotton, but softer, thicker. Lars came into my bedroom yesterday, screaming at the top of his lungs that the angel was outside. I asked him what he was talking about, and he told me some nonsense fairy story. He said he went into the groves by our village and found one of my cows dead, hanging from a tree. I thought it was nothing at first, but now he's gone, and we must try and find him. My family must leave this terrible place before we are killed. I am sorry for my son. I should have listened. God forgive me. Now, there was no internet. There's no radio. This is a story told around the campfires, told in the town squares, told in the places where people meet, and word of mouth propels it. It's how horror stories work. That's how magic works. The ghosts we hunt are seldom original. But as time goes on, we tend to change them to match what we're looking for. I wanted to get something about the Slender Man out there before the year was over. I have data on this thing that take a semi-truck to haul. Along with other monsters. Did you know that Missouri had a monster they call him Momo for the Missouri monster? A lot of folks up here are pretty sure that the Sasquatch lives not too far from us in Oregon. Then there's the Yeti. My grandfather made a comment one time that there's always a coal mine. He said, I want you to remember that you can apply that comment 
to just about anything. I never understood that until I got much older, but there's always something, right? There's always a monster. There's always player number two or the thing under the bed. As the tooth fairy evolves in time, does it get a club and knock your teeth out so it can pay you for them? Asking for a friend. I'm Dr. G. You are listening to Spirit Tales and Magic. There'll be much more to follow. Give us a like. Give us a share. Know that we appreciate you. And until we run into you in person somewhere to gather your story, we'll see you inside your mind. <laughs>